Thank you for tuning into the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I am your host, Lyle Barons. Thank you once again for tuning in. I hope you guys had a great weekend. And if not, I, I hope you have a great week. I know we're at a point in our year where we just want to fucking make it through. We're just done with 2020, you know? And it's not like we're going to be living in a new world like boom, snap of the fingers, January 1st, 2021, pandemic's over, cops ain't shooting niggas no more. It's not like that's going to be the case February 15th or, you know, March 9th or whatever the case. But it's just like a mental thing. Like, okay, let me just make it through 2020 unscathed the best I can despite, you know, financial bullshit, social plans, vacation plans. Like, let me just make it through. So, you know, a lot of us are feeling, you know, the same way. Uh, I'm going to get straight into it. We got a great guest. We have Trevor Joyner, who's a fantastic comedian. Great, great friend. Of, and not like in a bullshit way, like me and him, like literally talk every day. And he also has a podcast. Like he doesn't do episodes regularly, but when he does, he has some like special up and coming Hollywood talent. You guys can catch him on uh, the Color Method podcast. Fantastic pod. And the fun thing with Trev is, so Trev is not toxic like in the way that you and I, and I say you and I, because if you've been listening to this podcast, I assume that you are kind of like fucking toxic. Like, so he don't drink. He's been with the same woman since like ninth grade. He don't cheat on her. You know, he's like real good guy. But what Trev does is like Trev unpacks things very well. And there's like not anything that kind of happens that he doesn't have like a a well thought out opinion about. Even if I don't agree, it's always like, there's always some like really strong, funny logic behind it. So what we're going to do is we did basically like a year in review of unpacking things that happened recently. And I know you may be like, yo, how come you didn't cover like, you know, Black Lives Matter, the protests, George Floyd, the election, you know, Trump, how come you didn't Biden, Camilla? Here's the thing. We stay in our fucking lane over here. Okay. I'm not, I'm the human foibles, relationships, sexuality guy, you know, a little bit of pop culture. I'm not the politics, human rights guy. Like, you know, it's, I'd rather say that for the D-Rays and the Tahanasi Coats. I don't want to say some fucking ill-informed shit, especially if it's like, I'm not like, well, so here's, that's not like a lot of niggas have like whack podcasts is like some shit just happens in the news that they don't even really care about or they don't watch closely and they're just kind of like, let me comment on that. So, you know, uh, we, we, we stay away from that. We, we try to, you know, speak on shit that we know. So having said that, hope you guys have fun. Hope you have a great week. Thank you for tuning in. Love you. Be well. Let's fucking go! So normally on the Let's Unpack That podcast, what I like to do is, I mean, as if you've been listening, you know that we take, we have a guest or it's just me and I unpack one sub- subject the whole time. But today I got my, I got my uh, best friend. I feel very confident in saying that. Hopefully he doesn't shit on that. But I have my best friend, <laughs> Trevor Joyner here. And what we're going to do, because me and him like talk like kind of every day, I'm just going to ask him a bunch of shit and then he's just going to unpack it. That sound good, Trev? Hey, I'm with it. This is what's crazy. I didn't know you was doing the intro. I thought you was really talking to me just now. 
Uh, it's so like my, uh, my, my my old nigga with the Bluetooth tendencies come out. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No, I'm, I'm gonna do a pre-recorded intro uh, before this, but this is just like the you know you know the game plan. So having yeah. said that, let's uh, let's jump right in. Uh, I'm not the boxing guy, but I know like we have a lot of our listeners are like dudes uh, are in the boxing. So uh, give me your prediction for the fight tonight and what you would like uh, to see. Okay, so this is why this prediction shit is tricky. I feel like uh, you, no matter what the subject is, niggas feel comfortable doing predictions before the year 2020. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm nervous as fuck to give any kind of prediction. So not even anything. on the fight? <laughs> I'm going to give it. I'm just saying I'm nervous because anything can happen. A fucking, I don't know. If somebody else can hop in the ring, they start jumping Mike. I don't know, dog. It's 2020. <laughs> All types of wild shit be happening. Okay, so, better yet, let's not even do a prediction. Let, let Just tell me what you would like to see with this fight. Oh, man. I would love to see uh, Mike turn back the clock and go ahead and drop Roy. And I like Roy. I'm a Roy fan. Um, but I, that's what everybody wants. That's why we're tuned in to see, you know, Mike do what he used to do best and see if he still can do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 what I'm looking forward to. That's my prediction as well. I'm gonna go ahead and predict. I don't give a fuck. I'm predicting <laughs> Mike gonna sit Roy down and in glorious fashion. Cause uh Mike know how to entertain too. That's what people be forgetting. Like he know, you know, how to do well they don't they're not gonna have a crowd, but you know what I mean. He knows how to make this shit something special. And Roy does too. You know what I mean? Roy knows how to, you know, so I think it's actually gonna be interesting. It might not be as uh quick as we want it to be you know what i mean roy might break out some moves man you know what i mean not that it's going to matter because this is mike you know what i'm saying so yeah I'm, is that I'm like fine. a thing with, with boxing right because like like i said I'm, I'm not like i'm far from like the guy guy that's qualified to speak on boxing but where there's yeah. this kind of like showmanship to it because i feel like like somebody like mayweather is like you know it, perfect record but like we, like we give a fuck but we don't really give a fuck like we do with like say a mike or uh or like yeah, a well, I think yeah, I think that that difference is is the weight class. I think you know heavyweights, man. You you want to see the thunder, dog. You want to see the niggas just bang it out. You know what I mean? A slugfest. So yeah, I think that's why people are are super excited to to tune in. I'm more of a I'm a casual boxing fan, but a super Mike Tyson fan. You know? Okay. So I'm 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 all about Mike here. It's like uh I'm I'm all about it, man. I'm I'm hyped. On the bigger picture of sports, like what's going on to where we have a th- like a two fifty some fifty plus year olds in the boxing ring. LeBron wins a Finals MVP in a ring at thirty five years old, and Tom Brady is playing until he's damn near fifty. Like, how are we getting this? Is it the medicine? Is it is it like we diet science? Yeah, this like- is really a good question because I was just talking to my homie about this, and I was saying, I th- I think what we have to do right is start having a different conversation uh because we living in a different time like dog back in the day you know your your father your uncle whoever was washed up by 30 you know what i mean let alone <laughs> like playing a fucking sport you know what i'm saying right but we got medicine is different we got people are living longer and i think just i think that this was always possible we just we never seen it because i think uh 
motherfuckers like created that a glass ceiling for themselves. You know what I mean? You hear now like, oh, when you start turning 30, your knees start hurting and shit. And it's like, nah, if you don't do shit, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think we just adopted that as the truth. You know what I mean? That at this, you know, Mike said it in a, in a, in a post, I mean, a pre interview fight interview today. He was like, yeah, we only talk about age the way we do because some niggas 70 years before the birth of Christ, uh, Julius Caesar, you know, started telling, you know, created what is known now as uh, what age is. You know what I mean? How do we tell our age before? You know what I mean? And he, I think he said it best when he said, I think age is, age is not a number, it's energy. You know what I mean? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think if you if you live in right and you healthy, that that's what it's about. You know what I mean? And it's like, look, I don't, it's like, bro, this nigga Mike is 53 and he been, he been sending 20 year old guys home from training camp. Like one of his sparring partners was like, yo, he, he's boxing. Like he's 25. He's sticking with the best of us. Like it's, it's, you know what I mean? And he's like, his speed is, is, is crazy to be 53 years old. He's like, I threw my best jab at him. And this guy was like moved. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and you're saying the same thing with LeBron. It's like, bro, this nigga about to be fucking playing in the NBA beside his kid. You know what I'm saying? So I think we gotta we gotta start changing the conversation around age, you know what I mean? And really start looking at like, nah, these these professional athletes are on some other shit, dog. You know what I mean? You think we could get a a fifty year old NBA player? Like maybe not even a whole season, but if some guy was just like, Hey man, I just want like my ten day contract and I just want to be able to do it at fifty. Like, could we get like a oh. Carmelo or LeBron play like you know, two games at 50 years old. I, would, I wouldn't say it's not possible, bro. I don't know. I mean, look at how they counted Carmelo out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's old. He's done. He's balling on these young niggas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like you're more, I think, as a, as an athlete, as, as whatever, you're more dangerous when you're older because you got two things formed for you. You got age plus your experience. When you're young, all you got is youth on your side. You know what I mean? All you got is speed. All you got is a powerful punch. All you got is stamina. You know what I mean? But you get the headpiece to go with that shit, you a dangerous motherfucker. You know? I think that's the same thing with comics. You know what I mean? It's why the dopest shit you want to do is, is, is you know, can be when you're when you way older. You know what I mean? That's fact. Yeah, it's a young man's game, but you got to have, like, the... Like, you got to li- have lived the life worth talking about and then also have the know how to process it. Yeah, and I think it. I think it's not a young. I think none of this shit is a young man's game. I think like Benny the Butcher was talking about that shit too. He was like, "Bro, I'm, I'm like 35 dropping an album. We like getting on in our 30s and shit." But I think what it is is that everything. Well, com- well comedy in the sense of like being out every night is like a young man's thing. You know what I mean? Uh, or like, I mean, I think that's a that's a, I think that's an energy thing. I think like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because some, it's some old niggas that could be out every night, especially like in New York. You know what I mean? You look at the, those older niggas, they out every night hitting stage. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a lifestyle thing, though, in New York, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, yeah, that, yeah. that energy already off rib is just is just different. But you you brought yeah. up Benny, so I want to transition uh, to this, which I was going to ask you, speaking of age, but you said Benny, so this is perfect. Album yeah. of the year. Who you got? Ah, this is This is a tough one, right? Okay. Um, so here's how I kind of look at it. So, and and I guess and I should ask you, what are your qualifications for album of the year? Because put this way, like there's album of the year and what you feel like was that, like uh, 
okay, so there's like two categories where I break it down, right? So it's like, it's, you have an album that you like, and that was just the best thing. Basically, you can have an album of the year that wasn't your favorite album. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's kind of like two ways to answer it. So I feel like, like, for example, Busta Rhymes had an incredible fucking album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, it's incredible in, in, in everything that that hip-hop is and everything that hip-hop is supposed to be. Like, that shit is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it, right. it's in, in every sense of the word. You know what I mean? But if I put it up against, let's say, Nas' album, you know what I mean? It gets a little tough. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Nas' album kind of felt more like something you would see, like, in a museum. Where it's like, oh, this shit is nice and, like, it's curated. Whereas Busta's uh, exactly. album was just, like, dope raps, dope production, dope guest appearances, yeah. you know? And it's like, it's hard, right. but it's like, you wouldn't just say, like, oh, it's this, it's this thing. Whereas King Disease is like a, this also, King's Disease was also a concept album, which I think does put a little bit more sheen on it for being, like, a quote-unquote great album. Hmm. I kind of feel like Busta's album is a concept album, too, though, even though it's also a sequel. Yeah, but but King's Disease was like like just them doing press. Like Nas yeah. can explain it to me quicker. That's all. Okay, got you. I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, shit, I've been thinking about this. Like, damn, who got who got album of the year, man? Um, I feel like this is like a really good year for like if you, because like what's funny about like this year was like nobody really had like a standout single from all the guys that were in the conversation of album of the year. There was no, okay. like, because, you know, some it's like, okay, the year where we were like, okay, is it Victory Lap or is it Daytona? It's like, oh, okay. if you know, you know it was a moment. Last time you checked was a moment. You know what I mean? But this year, it's like, yeah. it was just ours, music, but it wasn't no, like, oh, that, that was a summer smash or that was that single. It was just like, oh, it's just this piece of work. And I, I don't know. I don't know if you feel this way. I feel like the way, especially with, like, critically acclaimed rap albums, like, just within the culture is it's mm-hmm. more it's more kind of like headphone shit mm-hmm. and it's not like we're not getting those moments like a like a zero to a hundred or grinding you know what i mean oh okay i see what you're saying um shit that's a good point man i think it's tough um i really really liked king's disease okay i'm gonna do it based on actually what the what the the grammy list was right Okay. So if I'm going just based off of, because that's a better way to do it, because there was a lot of projects, but I think it's better to go based on what we have to choose from, which was Freddie, uh, Freddie's up for album of the year, Nas, D Smoke, D Smoke. Uh, that's how you can tell we best friends. We said it at the same time. I feel like it was like one other person, but oh, it was Royce. Royce was on there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegory. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm I'm gonna go with Nas. I think I'm gonna go with Nas. Out of that, out of that bunch, in terms of like the Grammys, I'm gonna go with that. If we're going in terms of just my personal opinion and replay value for album of the year, um, I'd probably give it to Freddie. I think Freddie over Benny, or just from that list. Uh, Freddie or Benny? That one's tough. Um, I 
Overall, yeah. I like Freddie's music more, but I I don't know. I feel like I like Benny's project more than Alfredo. You know what it is? Uh, Benny's shit is more of a classic to me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah, that one's tough, man. Because Benny's shit is like a... You know, you know what's stuck in my head that's making that shit hard? Is what? that rappers release all these projects, but they don't... They don't consider everything they're releasing to be an album. Sometimes it's like, oh, it's an EP or it's a, you know what I mean? And that's so something they got to stop. Yeah, because then I get confused on on how to rate it. So, for example, so the question is, and is this Benny's official debut album or is this Benny? Benny said, I'm putting out a Hit Boy project. Is this an official album, though? I mean, that's like one thing that I do you know feel like, yeah. It makes shit whack when they do that. But uh, uh, Benny, Benny and Freddie, I think I think that in terms of replay value, I'm a I'm a go with Benny, Benny over Freddie this time. Oh, same, same, same. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a go. And Freddie Alfredo was 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 dope. You know what I mean? But I think in terms of what I'd be listening to more, like if I'm on an album island, I can only take one of those. I'm taking Benny's. Benny's is a lot more uh, cohesive to me too. And I'm really big on an album being cohesive. I don't really was... like an album if I gotta skip. I don't want to. Sk- I don't really want to skip a record more than twice. You know what that's I mean? That's fair. That's fair. So that's how I kind of judge it. So I'm going with Benny. I'm going with Benny for, for yeah. Even though Benny, that's one thing Benny, that I hate. Niggas. Fucking songs. That's one thing I hate. The niggas are doing is that whole like, no, this ain't really my album. Nah, this ain't really my album. And it's like, damn, yeah. like Davies, make the st- make the style of uh, Reason, right. Reason drops like a product. And he's like, no, this is my debut album. And it's like, man, just put yeah. the shit out and just call it a fucking album. Like, because yeah, I mean, for me, is. like, you I think a mixtape is like that piff shit. Yeah. And what it is, though, is that niggas are scared now. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's so much shit to be scared about because of the way that people consume music now. You know what I'm saying? So niggas are scared to be like, Nah, this is my debut, so you gotta judge me on numbers, content, cohesiveness, and you know what I mean. You know what it is? Niggas wanna niggas wanna create a classic project that's not an album, and then come back and hit you with the album. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like they wanna accidentally be like, "Oh yeah, I was just you know bored. You know this was just a tape." You know what I'm saying? Or niggas said, "Oh no, nah, we doing a tape." It's like is it a fucking album or not, though? It's like the same thing when playing basketball, and then like niggas will be like, "Oh yeah, these, these niggas are so much better than me." So they'll be like, "All right, why well, ain't really playing defense? I ain't really gonna play yeah. you." And it's or, like, or like, like, like with stand up, where 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 Collins like, oh, I was I was just working out. Though, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though it's like, nah, nigga, I heard callbacks and what you was doing. You're not working out. That was really your set. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so this is gonna be like basically just a re- uh, year in review low-key podcast so uh, so speaking of stand-up okay dave Chappelle's monologue i don't want to i don't want to get into if it's funny or if it's not funny like this we don't do that here but you <laughs> did say one thing that i do want to unpack is you said on his uh post election or his election night monologue you said you can tell dave is bitter because he's like lives around a lot of white people and living in a very white world makes black people bitter. You, I'm paraphrasing, but you said something along right. the lines of that. Right. Pro- and he, pro- here's pro- what's thing. so 
Facts. And here's what's funny about that. If you watched his latest set that he put up about his beef with Comedy Central and HBO and all that shit, it proved my point. It literally, like, proved my point. I was like, Dave? Remember I said it. I was like, yo, Dave seems like he's he's upset with white people and he's upset with the business. Like, he seems like he has a bone to pick with niggas. Like, that's what that, that SNL set. I was like, he seems like this nigga. He seems angry. You know what I mean? I don't know if we've ever seen an a angry uh, Dave Chappelle. He seemed like angry in that set. Like, it didn't seem like, uh, and I've, we've seen Chappelle do sets that's not like, okay, he's trying to go for the laughs. He's he's being thought-provoking. We've seen him meander through, like, a story, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you could tell when he's when he ha- when he set different goals for what it is he's trying to convey with this set. This one just seemed like straight anger and emotion. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm sorry. How- what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no, but like how much of that though is because what I really want to get to is how much of that and then like the bigger picture for like black people as individuals, but starting with Dave is how much do you think that is due to being a black person living in a white world where you just start to go, you know what, fuck you motherfuckers. Oh, I think I, I think it's a, a, a shit. It's got to be at least 80% of that. You know what I mean? It's like, you know. And it's different when you make a choice to be around white people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think it, it has a lot to do with that. I think he's I think Dave's getting older and he's fed the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like you said, what's the bit where it's like the, the, the white hill there's a guy, hey honey, the, the the guy from the grocery store is on TV. He's like, No motherfucker, the nigga from TV is at the grocery store. That tells you what <laughs> his relation to the people in the town, it's kind of evolving to. Not saying he still don't got love for him and fuck with him, but it's also like, you know, sometimes sometime niggas can treat white people like they puppies. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh, you know, oh yeah. silly. They like to pee on the floor. Oh, but they're still kind of cute. You know, I like them in my neighborhood. They're nice <laughs> to me. They love me. You know what I mean? And then when they fuck around, like, bite your ass, you be like, what the fuck, dog? You know what I mean? And I was like, you know, how, like every, every black person loves dogs until one of them get bit or like the dog get hit by a car, and then you your mother just don't let you have dogs no more. You know what I mean? Like Kinda. It's, it's, I came from one of them black families that was anti dog, but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. The black fam- black families that are anti dog, it's always based around some story with a dog that has created. 30 years of don't bring no fucking dogs in this house. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was like it's, civil it's, rights shit. And then my grandma had a dog that like bit pretty much every grandchild, but like me and whatever. You see what I'm saying? It's always a fucking story. No black person wakes up like, I don't fuck with dogs. There's always a story around it that leads to why your mother tell you no at 10. You can't have no fucking dog. You know what I'm saying? My I really like that. She, she, she wasn't trying to let me get no dog. And then like later on, she was like, she had a, a little dog. And because she grew up in the South and shit, and there was a truck that drove past, and her dog got sucked into the exhaust pipe or some shit like that. And oh, I was shit. like, oh, I thought you really hated dogs, but this shit is tragic for you because some shit that happened when you was like six. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So that's how it is with white people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like, I, I had like a little anecdote, but I'm like, I, I want to keep going into this theory that you have because I find this very interesting. About the yeah. how, how for niggas white people are like dogs, okay. Yeah, they're so like, they're, they're, they're like puppies. It's like like you befriend them, you love them, you take them in off the street, 
and then like when they remind you that you're a dog, it, it creates it creates some bitterness because it's like you're supposed to be my friend. We 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 kick it. We we go to the same grocery store. We live in the same town. And then you did some white people shit that you were always going to do, but you did it to me. You know what I mean? The good nigga. The nigga you supposed to love. The rich nigga. The, the whatever nigga. You know what I'm saying? Do you think this can be even the case for like black people like you and me that think white people are like evil? More or less. <laughs> like... Um, what do you mean, like that? That we look at like, not, not really evil. I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but like no, no, no. They, but they are <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, yeah, it's true. But I'm saying for like for like black men like us, they're like white people are evil, but we're still kind of like yeah, it's California, and I gotta uh, yeah, but I need but banana. Like it, I, it, like it, even it, for it, us. Oh, you know, you know. Okay, here's the better question: What okay. animal? What's like the analogy for the other way around? For, for the white person on the other end of that stick that is making us feel like, oh, we're the nigga. And we're like, or like, oh, you fucking bit me. What's the analogy for us and when, how we interact with them? I don't know. That's a good, you mean like how, do, like, how do I feel about white people? You mean? No, no, no. Or I mean, like, I mean like, what do you think it is? Or, or, like, or are you I, saying, how do, I, how do I think white people are internalizing black people? Yeah, yeah, via that same analogy. Oh, I, I think it's the same. Yeah. I think it's the same in reverse. Like white people that have their black friends, it's always some, it's always like the puppy shit. It's always like, hey, or some type of wild animal shit. Like, oh, you're this, you're this thing that's wild in my eyes. But if I domesticate you, that is going to greatly uh, affect the experience that I have of you. But then when you do something that is actually more true to just who or what you are. I'm super flabbergasted by that shit. You know what I mean? It's funny, right? Because, man, I probably shouldn't say this, but fuck it. So, like, Arielle recently came, my girlfriend, she came to the realization that she has, like, terrible white friends. Like, in that way. Okay. That, like, she's friends with, like, a lot of... And I've always been like, man, that's how that bitch is. And, like, all Uh your cool friends is really, like, black and Latino for the most part. Like, you know... So, and that's something, because we had, like, like she's got a friend, she's got a friend that did some very, like, white woman shit towards me, and I was, like, I was hot and pissed, pissed off about it for, like, two weeks, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up on the, on a later pod, but, but the point being, though, that was, like, a very, come get your nigga lesson, like, like, yeah, I was, like, like, yes, they're gonna do white people shit, like, that's what right. the fuck they do. right. And I think you made this an analogy once because there was a time when it was like, I want to say 20, like 2015, 2016, where I was just like, uh, I had my fill and I, I didn't live in obviously as white a world as Dave, but like, that's when like, you know, Oakland was changing and whatnot. And I was like slapping niggas after shows, white, white boys, of course. And what you said to me was, you was like, well, I mean, see, like. That's the thing, like, that's what these motherfuckers want. Because they would, like, after shows, they would say some real respectful shit. Or just in a bar situation, I'd be like, get the fuck out my face. And Trev, what you said to me was, like, see, that's kind of what they want. Because, like, when they come up to you drunk and talk greasy, like, they look at that, it's like they go into the suit. And it's like, yeah, I want to throw some shit at the ape. And I want the ape to, like, piss on me. Or I want the monkey to, you know, slap me. That that was the analogy you used. Yeah, that's what, it's what they're looking to to get from you to validate, you know, all the preconceived notions that they have about black people. You know what I mean? I mean, think about it. all these fucking Karen videos and shit that you see on the internet. 
you realize like it never starts out racist. You know what I mean? It's always like there's an interaction that happens and then white people do they white people shit. You know what I mean? It's like a triggering thing. It's like, hey, you niggas are cool until you're too close to my front door or you niggas are cool until you're not picking up your dog shit or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? And then there's like a fucking switch that go off and they show how they really feel. You know what I mean? Do you think they're also capable of doing that though with white people? Also, you got a little noise in the background, brother. You got a little noise in the background, brother. But do you think they're also like there's I'm not I mean, because like we feel it how we feel it and I'm not trying to shoot them any bail, obviously. But what I'm saying is, do you think there's also a thing where it's maybe like a respect thing? Because and I ask that because most of my like white friends, like all three of them, like two of them are like one's Jewish and like Italian. So it's like Jewish and Italian are like my even like my white associates are like Italian or Jewish. So like, you know, like off white and I'm not, it's not saying they're not capable of doing some white people bullshit too, but I'm mm. saying for me is like why I can like just socialize with them better is it's like, there's a, there's a certain level of respect. They get better than like a wasp individual. If that makes sense. You saying white people don't understand respect. I, I, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. 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 I am. I am. I mean, like, like okay. in a sense for like, like where it means to us. So, so, so what I'm asking is, do you think, that even white people in that moment are also capable of doing some caring shit to another white person. And they just, oh. and I'm not saying like, they don't like, Oh no, 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 no. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, because white people work based. On, I mean, I've seen white people about to get into fights with other white people all the time. You know what I'm saying? The difference is it's like, Hey, fuck you, buddy. You're an asshole. Not like go back to your country. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know. But is it just that they don't have that for another white person? Yeah. Okay. You know. I want to take uh I want I want to uh since I I like I like bringing up these these wonderful off the record gems you you've said. Uh here's another one you said to me one time. This was also years ago. And every time I brought it up you said, "What the hell do I be talking about?" But I I really want you to unpack it here. You said okay. white women even if they're beautiful, they really just don't have swag, except for JoJo. I love that white woman. Oh. <laughs> it's funny because as you was, was reading that, I was thinking like, yeah, probably like except for JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't from a text. This is just like from my notes of memory. So I'm just oh, reading from shit. Yeah. That's funny. This is something you said to me in person, by the way, not, not on text. but Oh, okay. Could you unpack that white women not having swag? Like that, and even they even if they're like out there gorgeous, you know, it's true. <laughs> but man, I, like I'm trying to think, like, is that an exaggeration or is that true? I think that's kind of true. I don't know many white women that have swag. Like none of them come to mind that I can think of. But it's also like that's. I mean, white is a swagless culture, though. If you really think about it, so that's not even exclusive to white women. You know what I mean? That's just to like all these white niggas. Like they they don't really swag ain't what they do. You know what I mean? I mean there is a reason. Like I'm just not into white rappers. Like I hear a white man rapping and I'm I just can't get into it. Like, yeah, you you don't fuck with white rappers even if they good. Like I, Mac Miller was pretty fucking dope. 
I acknowledge, like, from a musical standpoint, they can rap, but I'm like, I want something that kind of resonates with me. Oh, like, I want, like, especially, like, resonates or even the shit that I live vicariously through, it still Mm -hmm. resonates with me on a certain level, whether it's through, like, the the young inner city black male angst or whatever. There's still something there that I can grasp onto. But, like, if I hear, like, G Easy spit a hot six, and G Easy is good for a hot 16 here and there, Uh but I'm still Uh like, oh, it's just, I don't want to go to the club with you. I don't want to have a drink with you. Man, that nigga, that nigga makes some slappers, too, bro. He do, he do. I, I don't he deny did. it. I'd be it's like, just... dang, that nigga can make a record. Um, it just depends on on what you listen to music for and what's your vibe. You know what I'm saying? You know, I like. Eh, there's not that many white rappers that I like, but the ones I do, they just good at rap. And I just sometimes I just like to hear a nigga that's just good at rap. It don't matter, you know, if you white, if you black, or whatever. Sometimes I get in the mood like I just want to hear some rapidy rap shit by somebody that's really good at it. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. I, w- I want to get back to w- to white women in, in swag though, because it's okay. something that's like stayed with me. So, oh, okay. what about what about like say like italian jew or like european broad can, can like a british or french white woman have swag uh, i think so i think so okay so it's a kind of more of an american thing oh yeah for sure and also i think it might be an exaggerate because you might find like um this is more generally speaking you know what I mean? Oh no 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 no! This is a politically incorrect podcast. This is a oh, very okay. this, yeah. This is more general. This is, in this my is like a real nigga black man safe space where, where we can talk reckless. Like I'm I, oh, I'm gonna man. and I probably was just like like talking shit in that moment, but yeah. I don't, no no, I, but, yeah, but you much. also felt it though. You know what I mean? No 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 no. Yeah, I'm saying like yeah yeah. I'm not I'm not uh, disagreeing or like taking it back, walking it back. Yeah. I'm just like thinking about it even more specifically because you brought it up. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not what they do. But also, to be fair, uh, what every, everybody has a, a, a different definition of what they consider to be swag. You know what I mean? That's true. You know what I mean? So it's not like I'm the, you know, the author of the shit. I'm just saying, like, I don't find white women to be too swaggy. Yeah, yeah. You know what's yeah. funny is, like... <laughs> Cause I go like I just like I just be browsing like bitches on Instagram sometimes, uh, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> but like like regular ones, regular ones that are just fine. Not even like the ones that are like trying to like sell an ass on like yeah, you know, yeah. not the Instagram team. models. Yeah, but just like just like bad regular bitches with regular jobs, and like I okay. be like seeing some of the ones in Canada, and I'm like, I was, they kind of seem fun to go to the club with. I'd like to hit a, a happy hour with them and their crew. Yeah, because see, see, the the chicks in Canada is different, though. And let me tell you, nigga, nigga, the the, the finest women by far, I think, are, that I've ever seen were definitely in Toronto. No question. No question. But that's because Toronto has everything, though. You know what I mean? Like, they got all ethnicities. And their vibe and shit is just, like, way different. You know what I mean? Is there an American city? Is there an American city that Toronto is like comparable to, or is it just like its own shit? New York, honestly. Okay. okay. New York would be the closest thing, but it's really its own vibe, though, for real, for real. But yeah. So you said another thing. Uh, speaking of the white women not having swag thing, 
You oh, said shit. on stage. It was one of my favorite. You said it on stage. It's on stage. You know. No, no, no. You can let it all out. I'm, I'm it. here. I'm here to pop. <laughs> I, I love it. You you were on stage and you said so. I have an uncle that's retarded. And by the way, when I say retarded, one just know that niggas don't abide by white feminist standards. And two, mm. and then you further explain uh, how your uncle's retarded. So I, w- mm. I would just like you to unpack that because I feel like niggas don't abide by white feminist rules and uh, you explaining how you use retarded. I feel like those are two things that like it's it's gold. Just just go. Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, whenever it comes whenever it comes to any type of like woke culture shit and 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 white people and bloggers get to talking. They gotta, they gotta stay out of hood business. They gotta keep black people out of their mouth because we don't culturally, we just different. You know what I mean? So, uh, we don't black niggas just don't abide by the the white feminist logic. We don't, we can't fit into that. We don't fit into. It's like, look, if niggas didn't really fit into liberty and justice and freedom for all. You know we can't fit into <laughs> them talking about toxic masculinity and you know what I'm saying like all that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You know, so it's like y'all rules and and perspective gotta gotta stay for y'all shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't bring us into it because we live a whole a, a whole different way. How, what bike ups told uh the dude the next Friday? Hey, we live wrong over here. We we, <laughs> you come we, black, live, we live wrong. wrong. We, live we, we live wrong. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's true though. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was, was saying that like before y'all try to cancel and they go, what whatever the fuck people say. I but I, I say that to white women a lot. Like, I understand perspective, but I'm a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that that shit you talking about don't even remotely apply to me. You know what I'm saying? So I hear that bullshit. So, so I I, I want to like go back to this, but yeah. your definition of retarded, like how you use it. Oh, this one nigga stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, in the joke, you used a great example, but <laughs> right. Here's what's, what's funny about it though is that so you know how like niggas used the word retarded, like uh, this nigga stupid. Yeah. This nigga retarded, right? You know what I'm saying? Or, or sometimes just being hilarious, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this nigga's retarded, like funny as shit. Right, but here's what's wild about that is, as I get older, the niggas that I was like would call retarded, like oh this nigga's stupid, he said something dumb, he ain't really got no sense. These niggas really, I think these niggas really do re- retarded by definition. <laughs> like that, that's what's funny. What's it's like you're young, you call people retarded. You get older, and you're like, I think this nigga might actually be retarded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's almost like. Like in the hood, a nigga saying some stupid shit like, "Oh, nigga, you retarded. You ain't even know you weren't supposed to do that or whatever." And then you kind of look back at it and you like, "Oh, this nigga didn't really leave school at the same time we did." Or like, you know what I'm saying? You just kind of realize like <laughs> shit that was jokes be like actually a lot more truer than you think. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's where that shit come from though. Like I, I I've been thinking about like, you know, you, you just say some shit as a joke. But it is kind of interesting as you get older to think about where the jokes is actually coming from. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny you say that, man, because I had like this one barber, and like he wasn't like the speaking of like you know niggas in the hood being retarded. Like he obviously wasn't the brightest guy, but like mm-hmm. there was a part of me where I'm kind of like, oh, this nigga kind of don't know how to talk. 
Like I could have a conversation yeah, that's with what I'm saying. Like, about like bitches and rap music, and if it was anything outside of bitches and rap music, it was like this nigga was just kind of like, like, like he would do this thing where where it's like he can't really form a sense. Like you ever see like 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 a hood nigga or a street nigga, and they're just like in a situation where they gotta like talk to somebody that's not of their world, and they just get like real shy. Right. That's yeah, like and to me, yeah. and to me, it's like, oh, this nigga's retarded. You know what I'm saying? Because. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't know how to how to function. Like it's 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 uh, you know, a nigga that's like, oh, this nigga's thirty two, but his brain is stuck at sixteen. Technically, yeah. that's mental retardation. You know what I'm saying? It's like he ain't take no tests and he don't get no handicap sticker or benefits and shit. But this nigga's retarded. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, it's it's often not like in our communities. It's not. I I, I don't want to like turn this into. <laughs> I, I don't know what, but I don't want to turn this into like a community service thing. But no, it is a thing where it's like it's not really diagnosed, and it's just kind of like, well, you know, they like nutrition and good teachers, and it's like, no, that's... yeah, it's like, nah, niggas be having issues. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and and you ain't bring this up, but I saw that with the Gucci Man and the Jeezy battle. You know what I mean? And a lot of the people that was rooting for Gucci man that I knew. I was like, Oh, y'all niggas retarded too. Okay. This makes sense. You know what I'm saying? But here's what's funny. If you listen to Gucci man, he did say that he was bipolar and have some, some personality disorder. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everything ain't, you know, a hundred up there. You know what I'm saying? So the shit actually makes sense. Cause what I was realizing is like, I think, and this is some, some crazy shit to say. Right. But I think that, I don't even know if I should say it. It's not that it's bad, but it sounds shitty to say. But I think no, no, that, no, go, go ahead. That's, that's all right, so I think that that a lot of people's taste in rap music connects a lot to education. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Please go deeper on that. You know, it's like all right. We look at the the, the Gucci Man and Jeezy battle, and it's like I, I was saying Jeezy for the record. Yeah, it's like, it's clear that this nigga Jeezy won. You know what I mean? He actually abided by the rules of the battle. You know what I'm saying? He played the better records. You know what I'm saying? Even right. if you don't like this nigga's music, it's no doubt that he won. But if you rooting for Gucci, man, it's like, come on, man. You you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just like, a, it's it's a weird thing that I kind of noticed, like, uh, it, it sounds elitist is why I want to say it. Because I'm not trying to be elitist in that way. You know what I'm saying? But it is and especially within hip hop. But, th- but there's like some truth to it though too. Because I mean I at the same is. time. I think it is. And maybe this is a private conversation. But I think that it is though. It's like. And again. You can like whatever kind of music you want. All music don't got to be no rapidy rap rap shit. But I noticed that. I noticed. This is, this is a personal experience. That I noticed that niggas that don't read too well do like artists that are not good at articulating a concise thought through lyrics. You know what I mean? No, I mean that's and and I don't think see like like I realize that's, see, like that's something that I saw personally. Like like oh, okay again because the the difference in Gucci, you know, like trying to say on the internet, like. You know, Jeezy's a street nigga, Gucci's a hood nigga, and they're two different class of niggas. You know what I mean? Unpack the difference. Unpack the difference between a street nigga and a hood nigga. Shit, nigga, we'd be here all day. 
well, you can do the brief cliff note version. It's like it's. I feel like Gucci Man and Jeezy Man and Jeezy are good examples. That's that's what it is. You got a Gucci, <laughs> and then you got a Jeezy. You know what I mean? So so Jeezy's a street nigga. Gucci's a hood nigga. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I know what you mean. I was just hoping the, the name of the pod is I know. called Let's Go Back That. So like, it's, nah, I know, I know you want me to elaborate, but sometimes it feel weird. You be like Maul, you be like fucking Maul on the JB podcast <laughs> right now, like you know, like you know, they just different. Like, <laughs> nah, because sometimes you won't go detail. Then sometimes I feel like ah oh, man, it's just if you know, you know, you know. You know All right, it's because no, and and, it, and and what really why this shit is weird to talk about because. It's getting weird to me to be be talking about deep dark nigga theories and nigga secrets, like in a in a space where white people could hear it. You know what I mean? And use it against us. You know what I'm saying? That that okay. So so that's like the so that, that, so that, that's, that's, that, that is my that is my paranoia. That I'm like ah, oh, should I be saying this shit? There's some white people here. Then next thing you know, these niggas make street niggas versus hood nigga T-shirts and they. Sell <laughs> Niggas be like memes and shit. <laughs> moving on, moving on. You and I know the difference, and the people that are listening know the difference. I just, right, I just cool, want to cool. sound right, but that's all. So, cool. having said that, you've been saying something online a lot, which I do appreciate. Even though the first time you used it, it, it was the clown uh, joke I made. Stay out of hood business. In, in the context for the listeners. The context was I, I put up this post of Barack Obama holding uh, some basketball sneakers while wearing his actual shoes. You know, black guy. <laughs> and he he's holding it. And I said, Barack Obama, and this is right when Joe Biden won. I said, Barack going to be pulling to the White House talking about y'all still got the hoops up. They took him down because all the niggas at Anacostia was spreading Rona. And, you know, Anacostia is a D.C. hood that Trev is from. And then Trev says, stay out of hood business, Lyle. So, <laughs> you for the record, you also said Oakland niggas sound like slaves, so we're even. I, and, I, I, I don't recall. But look, I, I agreed with you when you said it, Trev. Just stand by the shit. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you said it. So, 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 like, white people, and then just people that ain't black, because, like, Indians do it, too, and then... Huh. Mexicans that ain't really from the community do it too. Uh, please unpack staying out of hood business because you, you spoke on it, but I want to okay. get deep. So, because this you, this you can unpack. So it's it's I actually tweeted the New York Times because they tweeted Jeezy the aftermath of the Jeezy and Gucci Man showdown. It was a little intense, but they managed to reconcile. Like this was their headline, and I reshared that, and I was like, the New York Times need to stay out of hood business. It's like, it's like, I'm not trying to hear no white people, no white publications. I'm not, you know what it is? It's, it's, um, I'm just not trying to hear white people and white institutions commentary on some nigga shit. Like, I'm just, yeah. at this point, I don't want to hear it. I don't give a fuck. Especially because, like I'm saying, like, while I was paranoid to unpack the other idea, is that, because they, they take that shit and then they make money off it. It's, it's nothing worse than watching white people analyze black culture and they get paid to do it. It's some of the like most low down shit ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and not just black culture, hood shit. You know what I mean? And they try to get in on it, and then they start. You know, that's that's the the seed and the birthplace of cultural appropriation. You know what I mean? 
So when I be saying like stay out of hood business and shit, it's like, don't y'all bring y'all appropriating ass over here and like, you know what I'm saying? Out of all the battles y'all could cover or did cover, we do not need the New York Times talking about Gucci Man versus Jeezy. That's some shit that was just for the nigga side of the internet. Just let it stay. You know what I'm saying? Is there a way to properly... Y'all cover Alicia Keys and John Legend when they battle. Don't come (laughs) over here in fucking Atlanta with your fucking... uh, uh, It was a tense moment. (laughs) Niggers weren't wearing masks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Shut your ass up. Okay, but but let me ask you this. Uh, Is there a proper way, though, to... Is there a proper way to unpack, like, the dark side? I mean, obviously, you don't want to do it here, and I don't want to push it, because we do have, like... I don't know how many white listeners we have. I, I know a lot of black... I know we have no, a lot you, of black... You, got, you definitely got some white fans. I'm sure of that. <laughs> that's I'm facts. Sure that. I don't want to put any ideas in their little heads. That, that's fair. <laughs> you know you know, Daniel, bitch-ass, gonna be listening. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> so, okay, no, but, like, do you think there is, like, a proper way, though, to go about because, I mean, at the same time, like, art is art and culture is culture. Is there mm-hmm. a, a proper way, in your opinion, a, a, a good, a solid way to go about articulating it, analyzing it? Or do you think it should just stay, look, it is what it is. If you know, you know. For white people? No, I think they need to No, no, not for white people. For us. For oh. us. For like our, our cultural critics and whatnot. Like, oh, for all yeah. Right. oh, hell yeah. I, would, I wish people would have, more people would have, would have covered the Jeezy and Gucci shit because there was so much shit that I think needed to be unpacked for the better for the bettering of the culture. I did a podcast episode on it, but I never like put it out. But yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of shit about mental health, a lot of shit about violence in our communities. There, there was a lot of shit to unpack um, from that battle. Even just the fact, like I said, like niggas really start rapping about choppers and killing each other after a, a sponsorship message from Stacey Abrams. That's the wildest shit ever to me. But that's that's how I sure. that's that is the 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 juxtaposition of our our culture. You know what I mean? And what we kind of live side by side in is that hip hop is this this billion dollar shit, maybe even trillion dollar kind of enterprise, you know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 how it leads to, you know, two chains rapping on different at a Joe Biden rally, like you know what I mean. There's a lot of shit to, 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 to unpack about that. You know what I mean. So yeah, I think there is a, a way to do it. It's kind of just about, you know, you just need niggas do it. I mean, Joe and them do it on their podcast, but you know what I mean. Yeah, we love them. It's it's a it's a larger conversation, um, to be had. You know what I mean, for sure. No question. Even the conversation about violence, like at some point. We're going to have to really talk about violence in in rap music. You know what I mean? I feel like nobody really wants to talk about it, and everybody wants to keep saying, "Oh, we're we're a product of the environment. We're a product of the environment. We're a product of the environment." But at some point, we're going to have to really talk about that. Even misogyny, we're going to have to talk about misogyny in hip hop. Like more specifically, not just like, "Oh, stop calling them bitches and hoes." All right, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Well, I think I think for that reason, it's like then we got to be like Nelly has had two rape cases, accusations, and it's like, mm-hmm. and, and then from Nelly it goes to people that we like more. So I think that's one reason niggas just don't want to have that conversation. But well, I think it, I think the reason niggas don't want to have a conversation is because we don't want to look at ourselves. We don't be, yeah, we don't want to be honest that you are what you eat. You know what I mean? 
Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what that's what I mean. By like it starts with Nelly, and then it goes on to guys we like, and then it goes on to our friends. Yeah, but I think it's more like it's not that it starts with a Nelly. I think it's like all the bang bang shoot 'em up shit is what leads to a King Vaughn situation. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't think we really are ready to have that conversation. You know that that tough guy shit is what's is what is killing our young black superstars. You know what I mean? Not not being able to part with the tough guy shit. You know what I mean? Cause think about think about this. Okay, I'll give you one bar of it, right? Yeah. Think about this. Generally speaking, every rap song that niggas is is rapping about guns and shit, the theory of that is that all these niggas are rapping about is self-defense. Correct. You know what I mean? If you think about every rapper, every every gun bar, it's always about if you play with me. If you run up in my house, it's always about letting another nigga know, I got a whole bunch of guns if you do something to me. You know what I mean? And that's right. trauma, bro. That's 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 a convert that's that's trauma. You know what I mean? I mean to a be, lot of black to, to, pop to culture. Be a regular black man stockpiling weapons in the event that a nigga try some shit is a result of trauma. You know what I'm saying? And when we make records about that we just passing that trauma on so i don't mean this in like a in like a uh tabloid vlad tv mm-hmm. type way but let's take texas for example like because okay. we always count on florida for the obvious reasons but like texas for example how we have rappers from there get killed you have benny the butcher get shot in the leg and then a lot of people forgot about this but Somebody broke up in Bun B's house, not too, and then Bun B shot back at the kid, and the kid got arrested. Wow. And so, like, let's just say Texas, for example, because Texas is worth like a few states. But from what it sounds mm-hmm. like, a lot of this shit is happening, like in Houston. That right mm-hmm. there, though, the fact that like so many rappers, and I really don't believe, okay, like some rappers are still involved in hood business, but a lot of rappers are just going to do a show and just trying to walk out, and mm-hmm. shit's popping off. Is mm-hmm. that part of tough guys? Like, like what is that? Because that shit, is that because of the music? Is that, why do you think that is? It, it's both, but I feel like a lot of it comes from the music, you know? Because think about it. Uh, how many stories have you heard of niggas trying to rob like a J. Cole? You know what I mean? Or... How many niggas have ran up in Logic's house? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's it, it, it goes hand in hand, is what I'm saying. And this is not uh, victim blame or any, or any of that white people words. Um, it's the music plays a part in all of that shit. You know what I mean? The the music is how I know that you would be a good target to rob. And how you know do what, you, what about the music lets you know? Because, I mean, if the music is saying, I got, I'm stockpiling guns because I'm ready for you niggas, what about that says this is a good target, but J. Cole rapping about a single mom that wants to be a hoe isn't? Yeah, because, how do I explain it? It's, it's, the music is like a calling card. You know what I mean? So the first thing is, is street niggas always want to test rappers because at least now, as in the last, you know, maybe 15, 20 years, 
uh, street niggas all kind of want to be a rapper. You know, because here's the thing: street niggas didn't rap is an economy now. You know what I'm saying? So before street niggas, the dream wasn't it wasn't you know big was like oh you got a a jump shot or you slang crack rock. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't. You notice he ain't say or you got 16 bars. You know what I'm saying? He did not. Rap wasn't an economy back then. So like now there's a direct correlation between being a street nigga and a rapper. It's almost like that. After you've graduated the streets, you can then go to rap and become legitimate. Because now you got niggas who not even rappers or weren't rappers or had no aspirations about rap. They was just in the street becoming rappers because it's like that's the next street over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, of course you're going to have rappers getting shot. That shit, is, it, it's paralleling too much now. You know what I mean? It didn't used to parallel like that. Rappers got looked at as corny, goofy niggas by street niggas. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, that's the promotion. Like, all right, when you get tired of the street shit or when you get out of jail, you want to, the, next, the next best option for you is not basketball. It's becoming a rapper. You know what I'm saying? But why is it though that Cole, Logic, those guys, that's not really as much of a concern for them. Because that's not the energy they're putting out in their music. You know what I'm saying? It's like the joke I did. I was like, look, all these rappers starting, these street rappers is getting shot and niggas is trying to rob them. They better start rapping about recycling. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because ain't nobody trying to rob a nigga that's talking about saving the earth and going green. It's just not, I'm not saying it can literally never happen. I'm just saying generally that it's it's not happening. Again, those guys aren't looked at the same way. You know what I mean? So so then is it also like a proximity thing where it's like them niggas wouldn't even pull up to their shows and be at the same clubs? Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna frequent the same spaces. But also this thing that changed too is that like I used to say that whether we'll admit it or not, a lot of as black people are afraid of white people, bro. Right. And so yeah. what I mean by that is it's afraid of a certain type of legitimacy and a certain type of establishment. You know what I mean? That establishment has always imposed rules and been in control. You know what I mean? So niggas, put it this way, niggas, black people feel more comfortable stealing from other black people. You know what I mean? That's they feel more comfortable in acting acts of violence on other niggas. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing with the music. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, Street niggas, if they're going to rob somebody, it's going to be other street niggas. That's where the points is. That's where the credit is. That's where the money is. If you street niggas, you not thinking about robbing, I don't know, whichever one of these rappers is just like, you know what I mean? These rapidly rap rap niggas, but they don't Why really. Why would you today? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's not to say that it can't happen because, yes, it, it can happen to anybody. You know what I'm saying? But that's not, they, they don't, these niggas don't look like a target in the head. They don't look like lunch. Because they're proximity wise, they're not even in the same place in that way. Not saying that they don't go to clubs and do shows, but you get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a it's you know a it's an energy thing. You know what I mean? Nipsey talked about that. There's like this interview where Nipsey was like, he was like, you know, in a lot of like my early interviews, I would just not bragging, I would just speak on street shit, you know, bluntly, and then niggas would come to my shows and try to show me how hard they are. And then when I started talking about investments and shit like that in my interviews, I noticed the energy in the crowd started to shift. Yeah, like, exactly. paraphrase, that's basically what he said. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 an energy thing. It's like, if you, and it's competitive too. If you're a street nigga, 
you want to come up and it's like, oh, you know that nigga Benny the Butcher here. It's like, word? All right. You know what I'm saying? You right, know, because right. psychologically, you're really trying to take out your competition as well. As well as you're trying to make a come up. Because what the first thing a lot of these goofy niggas do after they rob a nigga? Put the chain on Instagram. Had a baby mama wearing the shit. Like all that goofy shit. You know what I mean? But also right. psychologically, there's a jealousy there. You know what I mean? There's a... This nigga think he can rap or he ain't a real all, all street nigga, man. He ain't a real street nigga. I'm a real street nigga. You know, all that dumb shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so, you know, at some point we're going to have to, I think, sit down and have that conversation. You know what I mean? If, if we want things to truly be better, you know what I mean? And kind of like advance in a certain kind of way. Is that gonna happen though? Is that gonna and I ask is that gonna happen? Because I mean obviously things things always change. I don't even want to say they progress, but they change. Mm -hmm. So in the case of I don't think the conversations will happen. I think hip hop and and our shit only is learned through actual actions. You know what I mean? So a lot of people didn't like Jay-Z's four forty four album. But I think energetically, it did change some things. And it did make niggas start thinking like, you know, I'll say this. Before Jay-Z's 444 album, you didn't have a lot of the younger rappers talking about buying property. No, you didn't. You didn't. Now, it's like the flex to be like, nah, I don't worry about Domus, nigga. I just bought everybody in my family a house, nigga. We, you know what I'm saying? So that, that, that kind of mature rap flexing definitely affected the culture to a degree that niggas are at least considering how they flexing now. You know what I mean? So now so, it ain't, I mean, it ain't it just joint. about the watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so I think that that's how that conversation, quote unquote, will happen. Again, like I said, it's, it's niggas only learn through mute. Not niggas only. That's ignorant to say. But a lot of... No, but we're having... I mean, and this is where it gets tricky because we are having like a nigga conversation that is accessible to white people and we still want to clean it up. And this is something that I do want to. Yeah. But also I want to, I want to clean it up. I want to clean it up for niggas too, because you don't want to say, Oh, niggas only learn shit from rap music. Cause that's not true. It's plenty of niggas that's learning shit from books. There's plenty of niggas that's going to school and there's the, like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't want to say niggas only learn shit from rap music. A lot of what niggas find say is, niggas not learn a lot of shit through rap music. You know, I can say that. You know what I mean? But That's I never fair. I never I never want to put black people, niggas, or anything in any kind of like box. You know what I mean? So I never want to make it seem like anything is all of anything or 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 exclusive anything. You know what I mean? That's Cause that'd be the problem. That'd be the problem even among niggas. We be thinking that, oh, we can't do this, so we don't niggas only do this, or black people don't do this, like all that shit is dumb. We could do niggas don't surf, and then now niggas like niggas want to like learn surfing, but we're too embarrassed. Yeah, or 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 shit that niggas actually been doing, but it's really white people and and the shit like that made you think that we wasn't on some shit. You know what I mean? Right. So you know that's my take on it. So one one of the final things before I let you get out of here and catch uh, this fight is how do we. I mean, because like you got a podcast, I got a podcast, I'm a comedian, you're a comedian. How do we, because I mean, one thing I really want to do with this pod is I really do want to have 
I don't want to put like a bunch of hood secrets or black secrets out there because there's some shit where like it gets to the point where it can be like a little corny or just like, okay, like you have that information and why, what are you putting this on a pod for? But at the same time, it's like I do want to like unpack things because I think there is a lot of shit and like, you know, our culture the, and then just like society in general that goes unsaid. So as a, as a fellow black creator, mm-hmm. what is the line for you? When you're like, because I mean, I do think it is kind of unfair that white people and, and other and others, for example, can just get their shit off and like it's fine. But for us, there's always this kind of thing of like our, our like our moms and our aunts with their arms folded in the background in our head, like now, boy, why'd you put that out there? Or even like the real niggas with their arms folded, like, hey man, you can't say that, you can't say that. So like, what's the what's the line? from that but then also just being like no i want to be a creator that can just like speak candidly and i think i think the only way to do it is to speak uh candidly you know what i mean but it's the difference between like being candid and say reckless you know what i mean that's fair i think you could just you could just speak from the heart and speak what your experience is you know what i mean can't can't nobody argue with your experience you know what i'm saying yeah and you just say this is what I've experienced, and this is these are the conclusions that I've drawn from that. You know what I mean? It was like what I was saying. I think a lot of niggas learn shit and get shit from rappers, and it's true. But I can't say all niggas do. That's reckless. You know what I mean? Because I know some niggas that don't. You know what I mean? So it's like it's little shit like that. That's less about oh, there's there's a bunch of black aunties going to judge us, and more about just like you know, making sure you're actually saying what you mean. You know what I mean? And making sure that you're being as open-minded as the conversation that you're trying to have is. You know what's funny? It's like, even even when, like, no, I really mean this shit. It's like something to me was like, oh, my mama gonna fuck with me saying that publicly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Right. But also, I also don't really give a fuck either, though. So that's the other thing. You know what I mean? I, I, only, I only give a fuck about uh, what I'm saying being misinterpreted. You know what I mean? You know, so I just try to be as clear as possible about what it is that I feel and what I'm saying. And then as long as I'm clear and I, I said what I meant, then I'm cool. You know what I mean? I hear you, man. Thank you for coming through. I feel, I feel like we no, did a good job of unpacking uh, black people. This shit was fun, man. This was dope. This was, this was, was super dope. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't want to get into like coronavirus and shit. I just want to like keep it to the fun shit. So, Trev, yeah, thanks. Was, that was dope. My man. Thank you for tuning in. If you're liking what the brother's doing over here, you guys can follow on Spotify. You guys can follow on Apple Podcasts. Leave a nice review. It's free to do all those things. We will be back on Friday. And also, if you guys are really liking it, you know, just... Take a screenshot, tag me. If there is a guest, tag the guest on whatever social media platform you're on. Have it on the main feed, have it on the story. We prefer the main feed, but you can do the story, you know, and, you know, just uh, keep spreading the good word. Having said that, we'll be back on Friday. Enjoy your week.